1: Well, my talkers, thanks for hanging out with us on this little crazy snowy drive home. I know it's going to be a slow one, but don't worry. We're here for the next two hours to hang out with you. Lori is here, and we've got a special guest with us, and we've got to play her song because why not, right?
2: Get <laughs> <laughs> witch. spoil me here. I, I go home, and I'm unbearable. <laughs> You don't have a theme song at home. I know. I
0: don't even have a theme song. It's pretty awesome. You do. I love I it. Yeah. Sh-
2: I. You know what? I'll share mine. Okay.
0: Cool. It's here. Listen, weird.
2: Brittany. That's the feel-good story of the year. I know. True. Really and truly, we're. Like, it's like looking in a mirror when I look at Brittany's life and mine. <laughs> yeah. Right,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you know, what? yesterday we really didn't get to. Um, we didn't spend a lot of time on. You know, we got the news that over the weekend like Christmas Day, that this uh, director, um, Jean-Marc Vallee, Vallee had died at the age of 58. And we learned that by the end of the show that, you know, that he'd had a heart attack was the cause of death, 58 years old. But, like, there were so many people in Hollywood that worked with this guy because um, if you saw Wild, the Cheryl Strayed movie with Reese Witherspoon, and then... he film and he did TV. Mm-hmm. And because when he went and did Big Little Lies that first season, I mean, do you remember what a sensation that was? Oh, huge. It was so good. And, you know, you got to give it up to the director, you know, when it was, something is like shot in location and the, the story and it's from a book and David Kelly's adapt. I mean, it could have... Maybe not gone right, but I mean, he just like the way I still remember how foggy and um, he really evoked like we were, I don't know. It was very, very good.
2: So I read the book and it's one of those moments where I'd have to say, honestly, the TV show was Was better better than than the 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 book. And it's so rare that happens, but it was so beautiful. And the way they depicted you know how domestic violence isn't all isn't just ugly. It's also, you know, there's all these elements to it and how many faceted in, in their you're relationship. Right. That
1: probably was the most um searingly <sighs> honest portrayal of domestic violence that we've seen on the big or small screen. Yeah,
2: it was done so well and you're in the visuals on that show. I, I would I would go back and watch that again for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really would. So he he directed that. So um GMA uh, had as their cover story because the tr- the tributes were coming in from Hollywood because he really did uh, work with a lot of people. And I guess he broke through in directing by doing music videos. Oh, wow. And his debut movie was a 1995 movie called Blacklist, which got nine nominations for Canada's version of um, their Oscars. They're called Genie Awards. hmm And also, he had a coming-of-age movie called Crazy, C period, R period, A, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. And that also won, like, a lot of um, genies. And then he directed Emily Blunt in a movie, 2009, if you like your historical fiction, called The Young Victoria. And I remember seeing this movie and loving it, you know, because I love anything, you know, like a historical drama. But here's just a little bit from, uh, uh, I think this is Kaylee Hartung.
0: Good morning, Mary. This comes as a shock to all who knew him. As his longtime producing partner tells us, Jean-Marc stood for authenticity and creativity. And now his loved ones are finding comfort in knowing that his beautiful style and impactful work will live on. We should dream! and beat our breath and and tear our hair. Don't you feel angry? He was the award-winning filmmaker best known for directing the hit series, Big Little Lies. I was holding on to this idea of perfection so tight. This morning, tributes pouring in from Hollywood and beyond for Canadian director, producer, and editor Jean-Marc Vallée as we learn more about his sudden death over the holiday weekend. Sources tell ABC News the likely cause of death, a heart attack, though officially it is yet to be determined. His passing
1: came as shock and surprise. He didn't drink, didn't
0: smoke, and probably the healthiest 58-year-old I know. The acclaimed director got his start making short films, but made his mainstream marketing industry, helming Dallas Buyers Club. Mr. Woodruff, we estimate that you have approximately 30 days. The film earning a Best Picture Oscar nomination and snagging acting statues for Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto.
2: All right, all right, all right.
0: Valet would then foray into television, directing and writing the first season of HBO's Emmy-winning drama, Big Little Lies. Picking up his own Emmy in the process. And
2: the Emmy goes to Jean-Marc Valet.
0: His closest friends and colleagues among those sharing their tributes online. Reese Witherspoon tweeting, my heart is broken. Nicole Kidman saying, I'm shattered. He was at the center of my creative universe. And Matthew McConaughey adding, love stories were everywhere in his eye. Jean-Marc Valet was 58.
1: So sad. Yeah, and, but don't well, you like you'll hear that sometimes. Like if you have what's called a widow maker heart attack, like there's nothing. Even if someone is there, it's just the luck of the I mean, maybe I shouldn't say that. I mean, my uncle had a widow maker heart attack, but he was on a bar stool at the Club Saratoga and a nursing student was getting ready to dance and she saved his life. So he went to church there every just Monday, don't... Wednesdays, and Fridays at the Club For He called it church. He happened to be in the right place with the right person. But it's very rare because it's just like this... So it comes on so fast. You literally have like, you know, maybe a couple minutes.
2: I think the main thing is we we learned this year is don't be married to Carrie Bradshaw.
1: Oh, yeah. She'll just let you gasp on the floor like a fish. How about how dirty they did, Stanley? <laughs> I know.
2: Stanley in episode four.
1: Finally. Okay. This is just uh, we, we we will have to come back to this, but we, we will. Spoiler alert. But Julia did say to me on Christmas Eve night, she said. Oh my god, that fourth episode!
2: That what the, we we have to go back to this this director because but Stanley, I mean, we have to talk about him later. We'll talk about I'll, we can even bring him up in randoms because like they did him dirty, dirty. yeah. yeah.
1: And it was dedicated to him. It was so bad. Lazy writing over there. All right, listen, we'll be right back with Random Thoughts. Julia's Random Thoughts.
0: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's It's just just random.
2: random. That's all it is. Yes, it is, Julia. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, it is. I look over at you and it's snowing behind you and your white headset and you it looks like you're in a like a snow video. Thank you. With your earmuffs on. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
2: Welcome to my winter wonder randoms.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the magic number for having kids. They say they, they've, they've done this study. I think every like five years, this study pops back up and they redo it. Does
1: the number of children get lower and lower? <laughs> <laughs> it probably should.
2: But it's wild. The number that they say is the worst is three they say the sweet spot is either two or four but not three and they go on this long thing about having three kids is hard because there's like a special attention brought to it but once you have four you're all of a sudden there's kids helping kids out you got allies
1: you got allies are always tricky <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are.
2: oh so yeah i guess that, that was really interesting And I I kind of feel that way about dogs, too. But there's so
1: many families where they have three kids. It just, you know. I know, right? But I guess it does make sense, you know, then you get the little, you can pair off.
2: Yeah, I think there's something to that. I mean, they just go on and on. And there's, like, no real, like, you know, concrete explanation. It's just, like, feelings people have about it. And you're right. There's that aspect. There's, like... Um, it just felt like we had um more balance. Um p- you know, parents were saying all sorts of stuff. I just thought that Look was good with
1: a three legged stool. I mean, how long can know. you stand on it? I <laughs> I can barely
2: if I don't have a back on my chair, I'm out. Um No, you're right. And I with our dogs too, I feel like one dog is hard, two dogs easy, three dogs is hard again.
1: And then four is fine. Four is fine. That's just- why I
2: need one more dog. Yeah.
1: Maybe In that's them. why it didn't matter, like if you had that fifth kid, then it was just like a pack. Yeah. It's just a pack and they're <laughs> and all figured
2: out. Um okay, I'm going to give you guys some things for New Year's coming up. Uh, since we're in kind of parent mode, I don't know if you guys know this exists. I'm are we sh- in parent mode? Just cuz we're talking about kiddos. Okay. Fine. Okay. Right, so we're fine, switching over. You. Um if you, you are. I mean, I'm not. I don't have a child to take care of for not until yet. May. So yeah. but
1: so you're still like in that I'm, you're, I'm st- you're kind of naive,
2: like like me and Grant. I take a lot of naps. <laughs> I live a lot of the nap yeah. life, and so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but here's the thing: there's something really cool, and I didn't know it existed until I think last year. Is that there's fake countdowns for kids for New Year's? Mm-hmm. You can go on Netflix. they have it. They have you you just have to look New Year's Eve countdown, you know, search that up or you can go on YouTube. So, uh, you, parents have been fake counting down to for New Year's forever. I know, but now you have also um a digital resource. So, like, it's like a video you put up there, and we say, it. okay, it's almost midnight, and they'll do a countdown. Got it. Now get to bed. You're the worst. Got Mommy it. and daddy need some us time. All
1: right. Fine. So, I thought that, like, everybody knew my parents did that to us for. Years and then they would go out to a party. The countdown would happen at like seven at night. You know? We'd be like, Oh, yeah, here's the pizza and yeah, you're going to bed. We're going out. Bye. So
2: if I'm not feeling it, I'll grab whatever country or whatever city I want
1: and say we're doing it this way. Yes, so yes. We're doing yeah. Sydney like, is always a good one for going to bed early. Totally. Real early. Yeah.
2: I think we might be on the Sydney track again this year. Um, in that same realm. I grabbed something from the a medical uh document <laughs>
1: That (laughs) yeah, was this some journal?
2: Is that some uh, document I'm not aware of? It's a Houston Methodist uh, leading medicine journal. (laughs) Okay, good. But I couldn't find the word journal, so I said document.
1: Listen, we're giving. I'm giving you. I shouldn't say we. I'm giving you as much crap as I give Julia. And I love it. And I hope you know. I (laughs) I look at it as a form of (laughs) endearment. All right.
2: I'm obviously crying inside. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So there's these. They had this whole list. This was done in 2020, so it's pretty recent. Of myths for hangover cures and actual hangover cures. Mm-hmm. One, you tell me if you think this one's okay. real or not. Here's one: um, making a smoothie in the morning.
1: That needs to be a myth because nobody wants a smoothie in the morning <laughs> for a hangover. I can guarantee, unless you're smoothing up a greasy breakfast. <laughs> you know what?
2: That's why I'm so glad I'm here. This isn't a myth. They say that a smoothie is a really good route oh. to go.
1: Oh. Um, it's just getting it <laughs> down, okay. It's getting it down is going to be the problem. Drinking- she just goes. Oh. I know, right? that was like the sound effect of being hungover yeah. right there. Hands down. Um, drinking coffee, I think that's not doesn't help your hangover. I'm, ding 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 ding. ding. Yeah. you are absolutely right. Um,
2: taking some ibuprofen or tylenol or acetaminophen before you go to bed.
1: That is a must. It's a myth. Really? It's a must with a glass of water. I do it. So, How come it works for those of us who do that? So they say you have to
2: wait, um, you should wait until you wake up because especially it's really hard on your liver to have the combination, and it can actually make you feel your stomach be more irritated because well, you've got a bunch of irritants,
1: yeah. In your I'm stomach. willing to risk it, yeah. <laughs> I've had enough risks throughout that night where yeah. my stomach right. is wrecked. When anyways. you guys
2: come crawling to me right. about your liver, I, I know it.
1: You know what else is this. a good one though is to Elka seltzer, yeah. Oh, yeah, before you go to bed. If you're at all like if I have champagne for some reason, I mean, I love champagne, the but it gives me a slight bit of uh. A sour stomach. So then, if I have a Alka Seltzer, I like Mm -hmm. it. It doesn't make me hate champagne. Yeah, the next day, and that's like having like two glasses gives me an upset stomach. I know, I
2: know. Champagne hangovers are rough. Um, Downing as much water as possible when you wake up—that is true. That's a fact. They say that you should not take in too much liquids. You should sip. Um, especially if you're feeling nauseous, if you're putting any more liquids in your stomach, that's the last thing you need. But drinking a so you're, little bit.
1: are here, these are myths for really, really hungover people. Thank you. That's what
0: I'm here for. As, yeah.
2: a, as an alcoholic, as an, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm here for the hardcore hangovers. Wow. Well, um,
1: you're welcome. Yeah, you're right. Because sometimes, like, if you were hungover and you. We're throwing up. Yeah. you're not going to be able to drink anything. I know. Yeah. Oh
2: my god, the tail end of my drinking career, I I that, would have like two or three day hangovers. I mean, oh,
1: that's the that's,
2: it was the but, worst,
1: and
0: yeah. I was
2: in my twenties, mm-hmm. so it just shows you. But, uh, when I had to retire, it was time to retire. Yeah. That's
1: what- we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, amber hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see.
0: We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little...
2: or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage... All the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase.
0: That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: Why I take the Advil early just in case I can't take it in the morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then here's one I hope you guys get correct. Having a drink in the morning. Having the hair of the old oh, hair yeah. of the dog. That's, yeah.
1: that's um, a myth, though, I think.
2: Ding, 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 ding. Mm. Thank you.
1: But it works.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just, keep, it it just, just keeps, it,
1: keeps you drunk. It yeah. Yeah. keeps yeah. the hangover yeah. at bay. That's yeah. all.
0: The, you, know, you always
2: are going to have to pay the piper grant. Eventually, yeah. Know that. Yeah. yeah. But,
0: you're he, running from something for sure. He
2: or she will come for you. <laughs> and they come for you hard. Um, I thought I saw this post. We didn't talk about it, but kind of cracked me up. So Amy Schumer took to her Instagram to talk about her fillers she's gotten. Um, and she actually immediately wanted them dissolved. And her quote under it so she's got this funny photo of her with the. Um, uh, the cream that you put on to help numb your face before you get fillers. Oh, yeah. And she wrote, I tried getting fillers. Turned out I was already full. Thank God you can dissolve them. I looked like Maleficent. Oh, no. I know. And she's right, too. Like, the one thing, I have kind of like a baby face. And the one thing is getting fillers for me.
1: Why would you ever even think about I it? I would never no. think about it. So no. like, a, just a good dermatologist a- would not no. even recommend no. it. No. And it's it was very funny,
2: though. I like that she said, I was yeah. already
1: full. And somebody probably told her she was going to get, like, cheekbones or something from it. Oh, right. you have cheekbones like Angelina Jolie.
2: I know. There's, there's always those comparisons of, like, look like this, look like that. But I, I think... I think you gotta know your own face. Yeah.
1: And you know, one of the things I think that's sweet about your face in your twenties and your thirties is that it is round kinda like a dinner plate. Yeah. Like it's (laughs) you know, it's round and there's a fullness to it. It's just it's the face that you have, you know. And in your twenties you really have it because 'cause you're short, you're really not that far away from your childhood face. So when people start putting in fillers in that that young and good a skin, I'm I I don't like it. I can see how it would make your 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 cheeks go into your eyes.
2: I know and you and I have talked about this so much lately and it's gotten a little better but there was like I think even like 5 years ago Everybody's face started looking the same. Like Brandy Glanville started looking like every, you know, what I mean, and there was this
1: like weird conglomerate face they were all moving towards. You should, when Julie and I are in Beverly Hills and oh, we're like a, just wandering around Rodeo Drive or we're sitting at maybe a Villa Blanca. Other times we've been at other places, Beverly Hills Hotel, wherever. Yeah, we're always like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, look at their face, and- because there is like this. B- Dollness, yeah, it's that's happening. It's, a doll is exactly a doll, doll. Do you think, yeah, doll, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think they see you guys and they're like, look at their faces? Oh, I, I think people are enchanted to see moving faces. <laughs> I was gonna say, look at their oh lips God. and cheeks actually I, move. I understand. Is she, I know if she's mad at me or yeah, not. Right, exactly. No. <laughs> All right, thank you for thank you. Good, good, good We got a lot of randoms in there. Mm, that was fun. Yeah. All right, listen, when we come back, oh, all we got to say is holy smokes, Batman. Holy smokes, Batman. Well, holy smokes to the traffic right now, you guys. If you're out on the roads, drive safe, drive slow, turn your lights on. Excellent, Grant. Holy smokes, Batman. Uh, That's all we got to say. Holly promised yesterday that she would post um, uh, Batman. There was a still of Robert Pattinson yesterday, and then today um, they dropped... um, Uh, a a new trailer called The Bat and the Cat. And it's posted on our trailer. It's quite good. But let me just say that Batman's been portrayed by Hollywood heartthrobs. We've had Christian Bale. We've had Ben Affleck. Clooney with the nipples. But Robert Pattinson might be the hottest Batman yet based on this trailer. And the fact that it is called... The bat and the cat and the fact that they said, you see him say Batman in his low voice, like how Christian Bale delivered, you've got a lot of cats. to Catwoman is just, it just sent me. I know. It just sent me, you guys. Um. The Nine Lives line was pretty good, too. Oh, it was just... (laughs) I mean, they went on a date and now, you know, they want to cuddle with the bad dude. I don't know. I just absolutely i am here for it. And we see so much of the, the two of, uh, you know, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Do you remember
2: Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer mm. now? And I think that Zoe Kravitz is a perfect, like, I think she'll be amazing, too. But. I, that was the
1: first time I was like, "This is another glitzy origin story." They never yeah. are continuations, you know. They yeah. always start all over. Like Batman doesn't know his da- parents get killed yet. Yeah, you know, the, they yeah, they
2: reboot it in all they sorts reboot of ways it yeah. every
1: single time. But,
2: um, but I remember when I first saw uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in oh that outfit, I was like. Do I like women? Like, do yeah. I was like, I mean, because I was young and I remember being like, that's the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: It started a whole probably like people didn't even know how much they were going to like latex shiny things until. That's
2: probably why that. every like five years I'm like, I'm going to buy latex leggings and then regret yeah. it because I get like stuck in the, you know, yeah. the uh, changing room. But. Oh, she was so hot. Yeah. And, and the stitching they had on the outside the, whip the white stitching st- oh. that was so
1: great. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and you know, and Michael Keaton, I think, isn't he gonna make an appearance in this Batman?
0: Not, this, not one. this one. It's that. That's
1: a Flash thing. So okay, it's the same DC, but right. yeah, yeah, not this one. There was a rumor that
0: it, it, it might happen. You never know. They do have things in there, but particular, I think he's going to be in the Splash remake that they're doing. Flash, right. excuse me, Flash. And
1: this is like, a like you said, the Batman. So this is the origin story yeah. all over again, you know. And I love it. Yeah, it's the Bat and the Cat. I love the name of the trailer. And it showed us a lot of uh, her character, Selina. Yeah, Cause uh, you know Bruce and Selina go on a date, and then the cats want to cuddle with the Bat Dude. Oh yeah, and oh, she's I always, hot too. I always appreciate that. You know, Batman does not appreciate good lighting. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. You know, so dark.
2: <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene, and it's a really cool scene. So we, I went to a movie this last weekend, and so they had a trailer for this. Um, it wasn't this trailer, but um, where he is, they're in a dark hallway, and it was a really cool scene where he's. Walking up, and that you can only see every time the gun shoots is him walking up getting yes, shot. Yes. And I just thought to myself, why did they just shoot him in that part of his mouth that's not covered? Because <laughs> he's got that big exposed chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> what if he shot you in the face? It's one of the most <laughs> classic <laughs> questions I've yeah. always asked. That what yeah. if he gets shot in the face? You it's can't... like
1: a Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. What if yeah. he shoots you? But I mean, geez, they had a lot of chemistry. I thought, you know, mm. when he says you have a lot of cats, and she's. She's like, I have a thing for strays, oh. you know, and it's just like, damn, and I'm loving his guy liner and Oh, I love it. Uh, you he's, know,
2: he's the first Batman, though, and I said this yesterday is that he's this. He scares me. Like, I like the scariness. Yeah. Like, if he grabbed me, I'd be like, okay, okay, I'll <laughs> do whatever you say. <laughs> I guess this is Batman. happening. Clear the room. Um, because but he is like very dark and intense. Um, very
1: attractive. Very attractive. Very attractive. I mean, I I uh, I'm I'm be- I'm becoming obsessed with it. I know you're going to have to see it. Yeah, I mean, it just shows more of the movie than we've ever seen of this, and we've been talking about this one for it seems like forty years. Yeah, but we know it hasn't been. Okay, let's go back to. Um, that, and just like that, the mm. fourth episode.
2: Oh, we need to talk about this yeah, Stanley and thing so much. And this
1: this is a spoiler alert. We'll just say if you haven't watched the fourth episode, but they, you know, Willie Garson, who played um, Stanford's Blatch, Stanny Blatch, Kerry yeah. Bradford, you know, Kerry Bradshaw's good friend. Yeah. He died of pancreatic cancer in the middle of filming this. And, mm-hmm. you know, so they knew in the middle of filming this that, you know. He was going to. So this was the episode that they addressed his leaving. Yeah. And I just say this to, and just like that. Is it so hard for those writers to give someone a graceful and classy tribute and exit (laughs) off the show? First, the way they get, they get rid of Samantha in a bad light, you know, painting her in a bad light. Then they paint Stanny. Who basically left a letter in a yellow envelope saying he's gone off to manage a TikTok star in, in
2: Asia? Yeah, in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I,
1: it was so that they even the career
2: they picked was so demeaning. Like, yes, it was just layers. And then
1: now like, they're doing it to him. Like, they, and, and it made me think of the yellow postie note I know that Berger he left. left him. Remember a
2: note, and she puts it on the yeah. window. Remember yeah. how
1: mad she was,
2: and she seemed like she was. Mad at him, and she was even like, Well, you know, I'm just happy for people if they something happy or if they think it's happy. Like, she throws a sh- throws shade at this, too, and then. If it is not worse enough, they, like, want to make sure. I think they want to, like, keep a storyline of um her, what's his aunt, Antonio, or
1: what's the... Oh, Mario Cantone's character? Thank you, yes, whoever... And he wants a divorce. And he and- throws
2: that in, like, a and throwaway comment. our marriage comment. was so
1: great, and he talks about it like, they forgot to get the garbage yesterday at my apartment building, because in the first couple episodes, we saw that they were the Bickersons. Yeah. Which I thought, how did they even end up together? That didn't even make sense. It
2: felt like one of those things that, like when your um, aunt only knows one gay person yeah. and she meets another gay person and, and it's the, like, oh, you, you guys sh- should meet. Yeah, and be <laughs> together. That's what I felt like at the end of Sex in the City when they made those two be together. Yeah, are like, didn't we feel have- right. No. They wouldn't
1: have been attracted to each no. other at all. They weren't each other's type. At all. Anyway, they did him dirty. I am telling you.
2: I know, and they loved him. And, and, and so then at the like-
1: end of the show, it says, in memory of a be- beloved friend, Willie Garson, 1964 to 2021. And then the little quote is... From Willie, be kind to each other always. And then they go and give him that dirty exit. It was so
2: bad. I'm so glad you brought it up. Because I was like, even when it started, I was like, this isn't going to be the way that he goes. Like, I had this weird feeling that he, like, until that said in memory of. I thought this was just going to be a side storyline where he was going to like FaceTime. It was a
1: slap in the face. It was so bad. They could have come up with any number of things. He's His mother got sick and is going to take care of her. You know, uh, whatever. I mean, they could have had many things. But to have him run off and leave a yellow letter, which is a thing to the post-it note. For sure. Uh,
2: it was so bad. And I, it's lazy. I mean, it's like one of those things lady. where it's... Like, I, you would have to, I mean, how many times have somebody died during something and they make these elaborate, amazing endings? Yeah. And then they had him go off with a TikTok
1: star, and leaving yet, his husband. And, like, People Magazine called it, oh, they gave him an emotional send-off. And I'm, like, emotional because they did him dirty. They lacked uh, all emotion. They made him, well, it's just like they did with Samantha. Yeah. they no. they, they were, like, sh- throwing shade on putting her in a bad light and the ways Stanford leaves puts him in a bad light.
2: I'll never get over the comment of, yeah, she just made me, was I more of an ATM or a friend? Oh yeah, That
1: was, I'll never get over
2: that because I don't know how often Samantha like kept their friendship going. Even when Carrie couldn't pay and was always like, girl, you can be fabulous at any, you know, any, uh, you know, any paycheck, you know? Um, I'll never forget that line really just irked me. Same. And the worst part is is they play back and forth with it so they're not going to be like we're full on
1: victims. But like, am I, yeah. am I, was I just an ATM? Yeah. Shut up, Carrie. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I don't know. I'm going to keep watching it, but well, it's, it's I mean, disappointing me every week. I know. It's disappointing me. My neighbor I, I, is just rewatching the whole, the, the whole sex in the city. That's the almost TV show what
2: I want to do instead. Like when Real Housewives of New York was bad this last season, I just went to season one. And On Peacock watching. and just started watching it, reminding me of why I love New York. Have
1: you watched any of Real Housewives of Miami, the Peacock? No, but I'm going to
2: start probably
1: next week. Prepare to hold your jaw up when you see Lisa Hochstein, the yeah. one who is the plastic surgeon's yeah. wife. Unrecognizable. Really? I've never seen a woman who is really resembling a, a blow-up doll.
2: Um, is the is this? Is, I heard it was actually good.
1: Uh you know, I watched two episodes and uh, I I liked it. And they they were smart. And they've shown a couple of flashbacks to Mama Elsa, uh, which I Her daughter is on yes, this yes.
2: one. Um, is she still alive?
1: No, Aww. no, no, no.
2: Um, and I also have seen a bunch of interviews about how the Ultimate Girls Trips, how angry they are that they they had to go to Connecticut. So there's a new season coming up. Or oh, Tamra. Uh, I think brand Brandy might have no but it was yeah, Tamara Brandy. uh Vic, Victor or Vicky um they all go to uh um, Blue Stone Manor, Blue Stone Manor in, in Connecticut. Yeah. And they're pissed. They're on um they're on someone's podcast. Go it was Teddy uh Mellencamp's podcast and they were
1: like they got to go to Turks and Caicos and we went to connecticut and so they're just i well this is why you know vicky and Tamara got a reputation yeah. um they were kind of they were kind of they were like complainers that way about stuff they I were know. always looking for something not fair
2: i know i mean it reminds me of ramona on every place they go but um it will be really interesting because Tamara has gone out publicly too, saying that I could have been there for one or two days, but we were there for eight or something like that or ten. Um,
1: That's too long to be at Bluestone Manor. Agreed.
2: Yeah. I actually agree with that. Yeah. But you're filming something. I mean, there's just not a lot to do there. No. But still,
1: They did it, it on the cheap because this was the third iteration. They put all the money in the all-star one. Yeah, I know. That's what they did.
2: I know. And it, I, and it
1: was at one time called the all-star reality. You know, they changed it to Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip.
2: I wouldn't mind them, I wonder, I hope they make money off of it, because I wouldn't mind them doing it again in a location that I want to see. Better,
1: better location. Yeah. Yeah, No, none of this, yeah, we don't want to be at Bluestone Manor for 10 days or 8 days or 7 nights. Our 5 episodes, that's a lot of Bluestone Manor. Yeah, that is, it really is. Okay, listen, we come back, we're gonna uh, Hollywood speak, and um, we're gonna Hollywood speak a centenarian
0: when we come back. What is the meaning of this?
1: Alright, well, People Magazine, it's cover story uh, for this week is Betty White. Oh, On the cover because she's turning 100 yeah. in January. And it's a great interview. We've posted the story and there's a really good, also her life in pictures. Betty White was, I mean, she's 100 so, but she's a babe. She's a babe at her 90th birthday party. Yeah, I she know. Is. She I looks mean, sc- though. You know, oh, she just, anyway, just love her. But here's what she said. Um, uh, people asked her, what's your secret to a long life? And she said, I try to avoid anything green.
2: Oh, that's funny.
1: So, I mean, turning 100 and still funny. That's just, because, of course, you know.
2: I feel like even, because she was, remember, she was in The Proposal. She was in a bunch of movies. Oh, yeah. I feel like even five years ago... Well, she hosted SNL like
1: seven years ago. Yeah, she was in a lot of things, and maybe she just decided and it's And we were a part lot. of that. We would, like, sign the petitions. We're like, how is Betty White now? I think she was, like, 95 or 96 when she hosted. Mm-hmm. She's just... Anyway. She's, she's so
2: loved. Like, <laughs> nobody doesn't like Betty White. Yeah,
1: it'll be January 17th that she turns 100.
2: She is rocking a ring on that cover Isn't that she? I would
1: die for. I know beautiful and she never remarried you know alan ludden maybe that's was her husband se- Maybe that's a secret to living longer well she had three husbands but alan was her third and he was they were the love of each other's life and he like died i want to say 40 years ago yeah and she always just said you know it took me you know three tries to get to him and once you've had the best you can't have anybody else i believe it oh betty and we take a look at that uh, Taylor Swift. I thought I'd bring you something from Taylor Swift. Thank you. The Hollywood speak. So, you know, um, remember uh, the the guys that are suing her for the "Shake It Off" lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The players gonna play. It's yeah. uh, these two guys. Um, yeah. Three LW and the case was dismissed, and then the. It was opened up. Yes, you can reopen the case. And now uh-huh. Taylor is asking for this lawsuit about these guys saying that she's ripped them off. Uh-huh. Um, by by saying this, this is her legal argument, that both the play is going to play song by 3LW and Taylor's shake it off, that they both use versions of two short public domain phrases. phrases. Player's going to play... And haters going to hate that are free for everyone to use. That is the argument that Taylor Swift's people are making. How ridiculous is this? (laughs)
2: It's terrible. It's so, it's like so thirsty. It's beyond like this is that the. this is a
1: legal argument why they think it should be dismissed. And they paid some lawyer to come up with that. I'm
0: this like, is tailored. This man, is Taylor's an old people. man.
2: Yeah, Taylor's suit. lawyers. An old man in a suit at some point had to say,
1: Oh, it's legal domain for players going to play and haters well, are going to hate. I mean, the lawsuit <laughs> is basically coming down to is the players and haters' motivation conversation unique enough to guarantee. You know, an intellectual property claim, or is it used too much by regular people in regular life? Absolutely. Which one? The second. Yeah, it's used too much. It's in used too much. Life.
2: I mean, I don't even know where the origins even lie because it's not 3LW did not come up with that saying.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I, there were so many times where people would be like, Player's gonna play. Yeah. I don't hate the player, I hate the game. Right. And so it's like, this is so wild, but whatever. I mean, Do you think she'll have luck with this uh, argument, you guys? I think so. I think the fact that it was already dropped once and, like, they're reopening it, I think that says a lot, too. But I don't even know how much
1: money it's for. They just would like to, you know, uh, be paid. They feel like, uh, I don't know, do we have that song, Players Gonna Play? I can get it here. Can you now. find it? It's by 3LW. Uh yeah, they said she she they, she says it's a money grab. They say they should get twenty percent of the songwriting credits. Wow. Yeah. So I guess that's why she's fighting it. Good luck to both sides. I don't know. Nobody better do the cause the rower's gonna row, row, row the boat.
2: Or <laughs> <laughs> take love as the law at this point. Right. You guys own
1: that. So but that's the legal argument on that one. So, you know, there you go. I just can't. I know. I know. Well, I needed you to Hollywood speak that because you're Taylor Swift. I know. You're
2: Swifty. Full full disclosure. I'm kind of ride or die. But at the same time, if anybody could afford it, it would be her. But I I think that's just such a common thing said. And again, unless they had proof that that was a saying they first off came up with, which I know they didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, that judge, he said all this talk of players and haters was too trivial, and he threw it out, but left the door open for these guys to reopen it, which they, I guess you could say players are going to play, and haters are going to have to keep on hate and try to get that money.
2: And it's funny, too, because the song literally says, let Taylor Swift be, because it's like, hey, players are going to play, haters are going to hate. And doesn't it just sound like that alone is right. like, Taylor Swift, you win? Yeah.
1: All right, well, here's Taylor's. Okay. Let's just quickly hear this. <laughs> Okay, now let's check out the 3LW. Oh,
2: 3LW was everything yeah, back then. That but was like, I
1: mean, yeah, I feel like they're going to lose again. I
2: think so, too. Yeah.
1: Now, Taylor, do you think she cringes when she watches that video? Would she like to remake that video while she's re-recording her music?
2: What's that like? Uh, the Shake It Off video? I think so. You know what? Shake It Off was one of those songs that like, I think was one of her more commercially successful songs. But not... One of her great. great no. Friends. And the, you know what? I love it because so many kids love it. Yeah, it is. It is fun to sing. I think that in me, there was a song called me yeah. where she's like, never going to love me like me. Yeah. And it, they're so corny and I have trouble listening to them, but I know so many little kids that just love them. Yeah. So it's hard. I get it.
1: Okay. Jeremy Renner covers men's health. And of course he's, uh, you know, he's promoting the mayor of Kingstown, Kingstown and the Disney plus Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yep. Uh And the interview is interesting because, of course, Disney... uh, I mean, he always... I forget, every time he opens his mouth, he's such an angry little guy with a chip on his shoulder, (laughs) okay? And, you know, he's in a Disney thing. He's... He had a very messy breakup with his wife, who's Uh the mother of their one child. They broke up when... I don't know. She wasn't very old, like maybe a year old. Uh So, Anyway, men's health... Brings up with Jeremy that one point Disney was seriously considering dropping him from Hawkeye because of all these accusations uh, that his ex-wife had made, and there were some other, you know, things that were going around about that he's kind of a difficult dude on set, and um, they don't want any of this stuff being so you know giving. They don't want it giving any gas. So he's asked about. uh, his wife, his ex-wife, yeah. and he said this, I don't respond publicly or privately to nonsense. If you respond to it, you give it gas. I don't fuel... Bleep fires. I just don't do it. I refuse to. Wow.
2: I love it how he was absolutely doing the thing he said he wasn't
1: doing. Like <laughs> exactly. that is amazing. Exact. He's calling his act the the bleep fire. Yes. Uh, doing. Yeah. That is not exactly no comment or uh, the mother of your child. Too. Yeah. Like you guys
2: still have a kid. I and
1: I think they were only married for a year. Yeah. The, not very long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the, and the thing is, in the earlier in the interview, he talked about he how he buys fire trucks and restores them for neighborhoods that don't have fire departments. <laughs> oh, let's yeah. let's sneak in a little positivity about the man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just like, OK, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, and then he talked about um, he can't do light conversations ever, not even with his daughter. I yeah. can't I can't do it. I'd just rather run into traffic.
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> what? He's
2: like everything has to be
1: real intense with him. Yeah, like it does. Sounds like a
2: really fun guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like oh my god. I don't oh. think Disney's gonna be
1: happy with any of those answers. <laughs> no, All right, they're not. listen, we'll be back.